This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey, guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside Chris and James, my name is Ryan. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook and also to Raycon for being our sponsors of this episode of our podcast and all of THPN. The Dallas Stars do lose by a final score of 2-1 to one tonight to the Vegas Golden Knights. And we have got a lot to talk about here uh, tonight, you guys. Uh, there's more than I thought there would be. And uh, there's a lot of frustrating things more than anything. Uh, what's y'all's initial thoughts? I mean, before we get to the first drink stuff, which I'm sure we're going to get to. <laughs> I thought you were going to just <laughs> jump straight to it. It was another great hockey game between Dallas and Vegas. Every single time it seemed like it's going to be a good one, and it was. It lived up to the hype again. Um, and then, I mean, I guess we're going straight to this point, so still. Yeah, just, just but the, the final goal by Eichel just kind of showed how the entire game went for the Stars. I mean. That's two games, honestly. Yeah. Eichel, Eichel whiffs on the shot. Uh, it's defended well because we thought that the shot was taken, but Eichel gets it right back, makes a great play, and scores and executes on the one chance he got. Their other, uh, the first power play of the game, that was really their first chance of the game, and they execute, they score on it. So it's Vegas got good bounces, and they took advantage when they had a chance, and the Stars did. We had a lot of chances, and we didn't score them. So, what do you think, James? Uh, I think I'm pretty tired, honestly. <laughs> uh, can we can we talk about how the fact that the game said it was going to start at 8:30 and it didn't actually start till 8:50 Central Time? Like, I like I understand like this is like the day before Thanksgiving, so most people probably don't have school and stuff like that. But still, but seriously, seriously, it's like, come on, we need to go to bed. Here. I was going to say, if there was ever going to be a late start, I was happy that it was tonight. Yes, yeah, so no, I'm still I'm, driving back, and I got time. Like, I think it was 10 minutes after the game started. So yeah, how's that? Well, well, we were at church until 8.15, from 7 to 8.15, and we even talked for like 20 minutes after that, and right. we were still able to make it back home in time yeah, before the game started. Well, he's complaining. All right, more bad I'm stuff. Tired. He's tired. Okay, for so this is how I'm looking at this game, honestly, guys, is the fact that Vegas played really, really, really well defensively. Mm-hmm. That's That was the key. When they had to make key defensive plays, they did. There's, I mean, numerous opportunities where the Dallas Stars had chances to get shots off, and they just weren't able to take advantage of any other stuff. 
yeah, they really shut down the the slot, which is where you really have to attack Aiden Hill, is in the slot cross-crease passes, and they shut those down almost completely. If you look at Dallas's shot chart, I mean, we t- had a lot of shots, but they were from all over the ice. There wasn't a consistent pattern of in front of the net or cross-crease or anything like that. The, the Knights did a good job of keeping us to the perimeter. And you were saying during the game, Ryan, that they played a perfect road game, which I, I fully agree with. That first period – it was pretty back and forth, still mostly dominated by the Stars, though. Well, we but didn't get any shots off. We didn't get any good shots off because of the good defense, like you were saying. And then Vegas scores the goal, and that's a perfect first period on the road for them. Yeah. I mean, they, they did it perfectly. And then they, they couldn't get their offense going, but their defense, like you said, was perfect, and they held on for dear life, and it worked out for them. And, the, I mean, the Stars did get better. They got to them as the game went on. And the, the thing is, is, we had numerous chances in the third period. We were pushing at the beginning of that third period and just couldn't get anything. I, I think it was, it was a little bit of Vegas playing really well, and we just didn't have any, like, bounces or puck luck our way tonight. Yeah. I, I really think that that was a big part of it. I honestly think this was one of the better 60-minute efforts the Stars put together. Like, as a complete game, I think this is the best complete 60 minutes – well – 62 and a half that the stars have played this <laughs> season. Um, it, just because it was consistently good. I mean, I didn't really feel like there was one part of the game where it was like, oh, they're terrible. There's like a bad shift here or there, but it wasn't sustained pressure by Vegas at any point this game, which is kind of surprising when you look at the power plays and see that Vegas got more power plays than us with no sustained pressure. Okay, you opened it up, so we got to talk about it now. This is the one I wanted to talk about, everyone. The... The the refing was atrocious tonight. Some might say the officiating was atrocious tonight. The refing. I don't care. Okay. The refing. Okay. You're gonna gonna make fun of me on this. It it was terrible. It was bad. It was absolutely terrible on both sides. And I, I know that some people were, were you know kind of butthurt about Mark Stone uh you know yapping at the refs and stuff like that. But he did get slashed on the hands in a prime scoring chance and didn't get a didn't get the a decent shot off but at the same time it was left and right like how are you gonna allow brett howden to go off and slash our best player and then cross check him and then even 30 seconds after that when the whistle was blown there's a face wash yeah like that i mean that it doesn't make and then and then the three power plays in the third period all three of them were stupid calls. That's what I'm more upset about. If you're not going to call them, then sure, fine, whatever. At least it's consistent. But if, if you're not going to call the stuff that you just said, the cross checks in the slot, which was part of the reason why we couldn't get anything going in the slot, is because anytime the puck was anywhere near anybody, they were going to stick in their lower back, then you can't call those three penalties that were called in the third period. I mean, it's it's not consistent. Those were touch fouls, if, if that even. I mean – the the third tripping call, the stick grazed his kneecap and he fell down like he got shot in the head. So, yeah, it's I've said this multiple times. It doesn't just it's not just missing calls. It's the calls they make. Yeah, you have to the be consistent throughout the game. Yeah. If you're gonna not call things that we think should be called, at least do it the entire time. But they didn't even do that. So mm-hmm. it, it was just a bad officiating game. And like you said, that went both ways too. I mean, there was calls that the star should have had made on them on prime scoring chances that weren't made. I feel like it was worse to the stars, but this is also stars podcast. So, so we're, we're going to be biased. Right? <laughs> exactly. The worst ones to me was the one in the second period. The shots were three to like 12 at the time. And this, and 
someone falls over on Vegas side after his one shot and they call a penalty on us after we dominate the the period completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um what did y'all think about the the Mark Smith reversal hit? You see that a lot, honestly. Yeah. I mean, even we we we've seen it, it, are, are we gonna see like any Hayskin kind of do that too? Yeah, but the puck was a lot closer to Hayskin, in my opinion. It, it was it was a lot closer than I think you think it is. Really? It, it it was definitely a little bit early, but it was pretty dang close. Well, was it? Uh, do you think it hit his head? No. You don't think it was an elbow to the head? It looked like it. It really did to me. I thought it was his nameplate, honestly, getting him. I don't know. I have to look at it again. I don't think it was his elbow. I think this might – this is not suspension-worthy, but I think this might be something we wake up – well, maybe not tomorrow because it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> but Friday morning, we we hear from uh, player safety, and they say maximum fine allowable under the collective bargaining agreement. And it's like $4 so, and like a coupon. To for, the- yeah, for them, it's like $4 <laughs> and like a coupon. It's just, I don't know, raising games Sabaro or something. Or something. <laughs> That's even worse. Hey, Sabaro actually doesn't have bad pizza. Okay. Moving on. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Let's talk about a couple of individual players tonight because the lineup pretty much stayed the same to start the game. It was was both Robo and Ben starting in the same spot tonight. So it would would change uh, into the third period, and I think Robo got back up on the top line. Um, but what did you think of, of that in particular? Or were you surprised to see that? Well, we did get Harley back, which was big. And yeah. he looked really good tonight as well. But no, no, I, I guess, I mean, and, until, until Robo or Ben really gets going, I feel like that's just going to keep bouncing back and forth. I mean, neither of those lines really have looked exceptional the past five, eight games. Ever- since the hand slot or since the Sagan yeah. Duchesne line started going. Yeah. Since Duchesne's line has looked great, those other two lines have definitely dropped off. So there might be a little bit of shuffling until that gets figured out. But I think by the end of it, it'll be back where it started, honestly, just because of how well, much history that first line has. Well, and then even the Duchesne line has been kind of quiet the last couple of games as well, right? Quieter. Um, I mean, they had they had eight of the Stars' 12 goals at one point. Uh, they still scoring a lot, but yeah. Uh, I mean, they scored yeah. two in the yeah. That's that's what I was thinking. They scored two last game. The, the two <laughs> big ones in the true, yeah. other game. That's true. Um, uh, you you brought up Thomas Harley. He gets back in the lineup. Hanley comes out. Uh, Hanley did well, uh, filling in for Harley while Harley was gone. But what did you think about uh, Harley's play tonight? Because I thought he actually played pretty well, and it really showed his play tonight, how much we kind of missed him and his uh, ability to move the puck out of his own zone. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. He, he, he was better than, than pretty well. I think he, he was fantastic. And exactly what you said was what I noticed most about him was getting the puck out of his own zone. He, he did it pretty consistently, even with a good uh, Vegas forecheck, especially in the third period, they really got their forecheck going and Harley was still able to get out of it. Uh, his first game back, he's 18 minutes, 22 seconds time on ice. I mean, five full minutes more than Hanley was getting beforehand. So mm-hmm. he's obviously bringing a lot more to the table than 
than Hanley is at least. And it's just those hands and his, his patience and knowing where the puck needs to go when he's in his own end that, that he brings to the table. He's been really good. And I think, like you said, him being out showcased how good he has been to start the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things we talked about last episode, Chris, was Robertson. Uh, Robo was much more noticeable tonight for me, and he had a much better game. Uh, I think he had five shots. Yeah. He had five shots tonight, if I remember correctly. Yeah, five shots. And, and obviously none more memorable than the opportunities he had in the overtime. So, I mean, he, he was – he was holding on to that puck for dear life and not letting it go until he had an open shot. So and Aiden, Aiden Hill was the only reason that we don't win this game because of what Ro- what Robo did in the overtime. Uh-huh. He, it was two fantastic saves by Aiden Hill. Uh-huh. And speaking of Aiden Hill, both goalies were excellent tonight. They both were. Yeah. Like Otter made, especially when it was one-to-one, and you could tell, I, I didn't want to say it out loud because I didn't want to jinx us, but I could tell around the five, Six-minute mark remaining in the third period that the Stars looked really tired. Yeah, I don't know if that's something that y'all noticed. I noticed it immediately. I didn't say anything because well, I was afraid that, that Vegas was, was going to score. That was the first time Vegas had sustained pressure for the whole game. I mean, was at the very end of the game. Right, and Otter made some enormous stops uh, throughout the game, but especially towards the end of the, of the third period. And uh, I, I know a lot of – there. there there's going to be two – again, there's going to be two frames of thought for this game tonight. Uh, the first one is going to be that was just a, a juggernaut game between two top teams, both playing really well defensively, especially Vegas, and the Stars just didn't get any puck luck. That's kind of the way that I'm leaning. And then there, and there's going to be other Stars fans who are going to be really frustrated about the fact that for some reason we just cannot beat Vegas in overtime. Just cannot do it. And they're going to be kind of like crapping on the team and stuff like that. So, I mean, are you all in the middle? Are you leaning more towards one side or the other? What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm leaning more towards it was, a, it was a good game by both teams. And it got it got decided and three on three overtime, which isn't real hockey. So it's, it's like, yeah, we keep losing in overtime. And last year we lost a lot of games in overtime in the regular season. And it definitely bled over into the playoffs. So maybe there's a small correlation there. But it, I just – And it really – it hasn't been the same this year. I mean, we we controlled the puck for two minutes and got, like, two or three good chances on Hill before it finally went back the other way, and then they got lucky, and it went in. Yeah, they got one. So it's like it, – and then the other time that we lost to Vegas this year was in a shootout, which is even less hockey. So – Yeah, the competition. Yeah, but but here, like you said, it was sustained pressure by the Stars the entire time in overtime. Jack Eichel gets one chance going the other way, fans on a shot to get free and clear, and then does Jack Eichel things and makes a great play. So it's unlucky. I mean, it's unlucky that we got scored on 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 that play. I mean, it should have been a shot that was easily saved by Otter, and then it would have gone the other direction, but he whiffed. And it'll come back the other way sooner or later. Just last two games, been not very lucky about that one. One, in spite of it last game, couldn't do it this game. Yeah. Better team this game. Yes, much better team this game. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ryan here. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. For some of the money line odds for the games tomorrow on the 15th, the Flyers and the Hurricanes, the Flyers have a plus 210, the Hurricanes have a minus 258. You can also take a look at the Kraken and the Oilers, two of the bottom feeders of the Pacific. 
The Kraken at a plus 154, the Edmonton Oilers at a minus 185, and then you've got also the high-flying Canucks against the Islanders. The Canucks are at a minus 155, and the Islanders are at a plus 130. Download the app now and use the code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. All rights reserved. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now? Before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total, complete nightmare. Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before a couple of months ago, but Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features, like a 32-hour battery life, that's crazy, and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they've expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 1-800 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, with select products up to 50% off. So, beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Um, some good defensive plays just from my notes. Uh, the, the biggest one that I can think of is the, the Sagan play, the oh. defensive play on, on Petro. That easily should have been an empty night goal. Uh, easily should have been uh, – I guess that would have been two nothing at that point. Yeah, I thought Snape was like casting a curse on that puck to keep it out of the net. I I was <laughs> fully confused. 
Um, couple, couple more things. Uh, Marchment, Marchment getting under the skin of the of the Vegas Golden Knights, especially in the first period. Kind of talked about that a little bit. It that kind of faded away as the game kind of went along because it got more intense. But uh, is do you like seeing that from Mason Marchment? Yeah, I thought Marchment played a pretty good game overall. He was really good on the forecheck. He made a couple of bad defensive plays, but that's kind of what you get with Mason Marchment as well. Um, Gotta take the can't believe, the bad. Can't believe he didn't draw a penalty tonight, honestly. Yeah, the fact that he didn't draw a penalty is kind of ridiculous, but we've, we've kind of talked about that already. But th- that, that whole line still looked really good tonight and really dangerous every single time they were on the ice. Just couldn't get anything going. I mean, And defensively, whole... too. Uh, yeah, I know I mentioned Sagan, but Duchesne actually had a couple of good defensive plays tonight, too. Mm-hmm. So that that really sucks. Uh, but one of the things, uh, another thing, the the huge save by Aiden Hill on Wyatt Johnston during the power play. That just, yeah. It, I mean, like, and, and Johnston did everything right. He did everything right. He, he elevated the puck. It just wasn't elevated enough. And as Razor says, if you do not elevate, you will not accumulate. So. That that was a, a big play that I kind of uh, thought was a big turning point in the game. So uh, Dallas does give up a power play goal tonight too on special teams, by the way, which is which is very rare for them uh, to be doing, especially this season. Yeah. I think they're still top three in the NHL right now when it comes to penalty kill, mm-hmm. and and their their power play actually looked. Uh, Again, it, it seemed again. It's hot and cold with their power play. There were times it looked really good, times it didn't look good at all. So they were building some momentum in the third period and at the end of the second as well. But um, what do you think, special teams wise? I mean, the the PK got beat just off of like one of the more beautiful plays you're gonna see all season. Yeah, I mean, a behind the back, no look pass that is one timed into the net. I mean, <laughs> yes, you shouldn't allow a pass with a box, but you got to give credit where credit's due on that one. That was just a great play. The, the power play is still not good enough. I mean, we had a top five power play last year. And it's just, like, like you said, it's been slowly building and slowly getting better. It, it it felt like when we started getting those goals, it should start all coming in, and it's still not. And I want to blame coaching because it's the same guys. The same guys that had a great power play last year are having a bad one this year. I feel like some of that comes down to Robo being in kind of the slump that he's in, too. I mean, he you say he's in a slump and he's like tied for the team lead in points. It, but he has a goal slump, though, is the problem. It is more the, of the a goal. goal slump. The goals is what he's known for, especially on the power play. I mean, he was one of the three that was tied for lead. He's already had two this goals. year. Yeah. He had two during that, uh, that five minute power play the Stars had a couple weeks ago. So. Go figure. Um, he needs one at home, dude. Still goalless. Yeah, that is true. He has. He does not have a goal at home uh, so far this season. So, um, I, I wanted to pull. I wanted to pull this up on the. We'll do biggest winner, biggest loser. We'll wrap it up tonight because we're because James is tired. He's his eyes are glossing over. Um, the, I continue to still hear about it, but we talk about how the, the forward lines aren't. They're not bad. They're just not fully jelly. Right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Uh, Patrick Kane apparently is going to be making his decision soon about which team is going to to join. 
And Spittin' Chicklets continues to talk about Patrick Kane coming to the Dallas Stars. And it, it just dawned on me right now that if that's really something that could happen for the Stars, and maybe that solidifies some of the lines a little bit, I don't know. I, I, I still just don't see an opportunity for Patrick Kane to be on this team. Because that would mean, like, Dodonoff goes to the fourth line. And then you've got Sam Steele and and Delandria both, who are NHL caliber players, as 13th and 14th forwards. I'm still on Team Patrick Kane, but I, I don't see how it would happen. I mean, mm-hmm. th- there's no money. The money is not there. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? They, no, I, they, could, they could make it work. Yet. You could make it work. You could make it work. But it would take a, a bad deal on our part. I mean, we'd have to give away Foxa for nothing. Pretty much, or so, something like that. No, well, what what a lot of people are arguing about, and since he is over the age of thirty five, you can have a bonus laden contract. So you can have him sign for league men like seven seventy five, and then but, like, but right now he, you can't even afford that. Still, see, I don't, I don't <laughs> I haven't. That, that's the one thing I, I think. I think you're still situation. a month out from the stars having or technically having that cap space, so it's. But mm-hmm. if you have, if you take somebody like Sam Steele, like Sam Steele, you could wave him, sending him to the minors, and someone might pick him up. Someone will pick him up. I think someone would too, as well. So that would mean that that. And, and even makes, then, I don't think Kane signs for league minimum. I think he will. If he thinks he can really win with the Stars, I think he would sign for league minimum. Because that's the only that's the only way that he would get a contract on a team that would have an opportunity to uh, win the Stanley Cup. I give it a 5% chance. 5%? 5%. I think it's less than that, but we'll see where it goes. Okay. Uh, biggest winner, biggest loser tonight, guys. What you got? Biggest winner, Rope Hens. He was flying around tonight. Even with Eichel on the other side, he still looked fast. Yeah. Rope still looks like the best player out there, even when Eichel was on one. So, yeah, he's crazy. Mine is Jake Ottinger. We talked about last... His last three starts, probably he wasn't at his best. He was at his best tonight. He looked fantastic. There's two fluky plays. Yep. Well, well no, 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 not no, fluky no, no, plays. No. One really amazing play, and the second one, just and, a broken play. And then a great finish. And then a great finish, <laughs> yes. So nothing on nothing on order there. I've got uh, Jake Ottinger as the biggest winner as well for me because he, he, he was excellent tonight, and right when the Stars needed him, to be at his best towards the end of the third period, he absolutely was the best uh, for for the Stars. So uh, who do you have as your biggest loser? Uh, Yanni Hockepaw for taking two penalties, even though I don't think either of them should have been penalties. Not to you mind Ryan Sear again. I'm, get, I'm going back to the people. I would give it to him. <laughs> I would give it to him just purely for getting two-hand baseball. He did get two-hand baseball slash, but he also – he did not handle the forecheck of Vegas very well he, tonight at all. He never does. <laughs> he never does, but it was especially poor tonight. Every time he gets the puck below the icing line, he just sends it up the boards and prays. Which is why Miro Haskinen played 28 minutes tonight. <laughs> 28 minutes. I, not, not one of our biggest winners. We are terrible. <laughs> I think y'all are a little harsh on the NCAA, but that's that's for me. Oh, I definitely am. <laughs> I'm, well, try, I'm trying to get the people on my side here. Well... Well, I'll get the people more on my side with my biggest loser. My biggest loser is the refs tonight. Too easy. To, but, but, like, for <laughs> real, they, that is the worst part of the game. It was probably like, – It was a great game by itself. 
but they made some stupid calls and then they missed the easy ones. Yep. They missed the easy ones that like the slash on the hands on, on Mark Stone from Dodonna. That should have been called. Uh, Miro getting slashed. That should have been called. I mean, there were there were calls on both sides that they screwed up tonight. Probably the most poorly officiated game so far yes. this year. I will give a little bit more credit though. I feel like we had a lot more of these last year, like like Dad was talking about. Yeah, that's true. This this year's officiating overall has been better. This game is sucked, and it kind of sucked for it to happen in this game too because it's second biggest game of the year so far. I mean, other than the first time we played Vegas, so. But oh well, do better, refs. Do better. Uh, let's see, see if we got any kind of comments over here that we need to talk about. Eh. Ryan hates all your comments, everybody. I do. Make better comments. Make better comments. Oh, well, Brooke over here, is Chris wearing Vegas colors? I'm, I'm not wearing Vegas colors. I'm actually double representing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I think Ardell was asking about Nose Lundquist tonight. Yeah, same as normal. Yeah, he, he made I some. It was okay. No, he made pretty good. He makes some fantastic plays. I mean, there were several really good defensive plays I saw him make. And then there were several really bad passes I saw him make out of his own zone and some other really bad defensive plays and being too far forward. He's just – he's a young defenseman, and he's going to do that. He's, he's, not, he's not consistent yet. Yeah. Harley got that consistency by playing an extra year that he probably shouldn't have played in the AHL. I mean, he by all all marks. No, I disagree he, with that. Look, but look at the way he's yeah, playing now. I, I, I'm agreeing that it, that was correct for his development. He was probably more than – qualified to be an NHL defenseman all year last year is what I'm saying. But it definitely worked out for him. Um where was my point going? You distracted me. Sorry. But Lundquist is doing that in the <laughs> NHL in front of our eyes. So we're kind of seeing the bad that we didn't really see a lot with Harley because he was in the AHL when he was doing this development. But he, I, I think Lundquist needs to keep playing and he'll he'll get that's the only way you're gonna get that consistency is playing more and more. Uh, Ardell over here saying, "Add Tanev or Hannafin from Calgary." Sure, sure. I like. I really like Chris Tanev. Not gonna happen until the trade deadline, but Calgary is definitely where you're probably gonna get a decent defenseman. A decent defenseman. Well, Zadorov. He, he's a big guy. He's a he's a bottom pairing guy, but he's enormous. I think he's like six seven. Uh, Tan- Tanev is the one I want. Hannafin is the better of the two, but Tanev. Has a really good manageable cap hit. Okay, which one's and right-handed? Really good. No, which one's right-handed? Uh, <laughs> prob- all know. three of them are probably <laughs> left-handed. <laughs> knowing our luck. Okay. Uh, let's see. Jared over here saying, "Time to bring up Stankoven." Can't. Yeah. Can't. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do not have the funds. We still don't. I do not think you have the facilities for that, man. I I really don't think that that's. That's going to happen this year. I would love it. It will, but it, we seriously. I, can't. I, I, li- I legit thought about it at the beginning of the year, and I was just like, "He's going to get a call up if we have like a major injury to yeah. like Hints or uh, Duchesne or Sagan yeah. the, or something." Like the that. only way we can call him up is if someone goes on the injury reserve, which means they're injured for two weeks or more. Um. Oh, this is a very good point, Ardell. Thank you. Uh, I meant to mention this. Uh, Dallas defensemen were pinching all game. The new Vegas was not going to give them slot chances. I like the aggressive strategy. Yes, I very much like that. But they've got to be a little bit more successful at uh, pinching when they do. And and the, I like you, you talked about Suter. 
that was one of the things that I, I remember watching during this game is that Cedar kind of pinched a couple times and missed. But in, in, in general, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it was it was very aggressive. I liked it. It was a good game. I felt like the Stars played great. Didn't get rewarded. You're playing the Stanley Cup champions, who are points wise the third best team in the league right now. So yeah, it was a good game. You got a point. And to go between these three games, between Colorado, the Rangers, and Vegas, and get half the points, pretty good. I'll take it. The only frustrating thing is you were that close to getting all six. You should have won the Colorado game, and you were. I mean. If Robo had a better shot against Aiden Hill before, or Wyatt Johnson I elevates it, it just a little bit, or Wyatt Johnson elevates a little bit more, we got all six points. So I mean, you're that close to being the best team in the NHL. It's seriously what it is. You're right there. It, it just like I said, stuff isn't gelling. It feels like with the lines, Robo's not quite as good as he needs to be. The only line that's really humming is the the Duchesne line. Mm-hmm. And if we can get those other guys going. Yeah. We can be there. It, the, the good thing is that we're not going, we're not humming on all cylinders right now, and we're still the eighth best or fifth best team in the league. So I think we're, I think we're top. <laughs> and we're only 18 games of the season. And we're only 18 games of the season. Long way to go. And it is officially American Thanksgiving. I have to say American Thanksgiving because we have lots of other people who listen from all over the world. But that's kind of seen as the first checkpoint uh, for – playoff wise if you are in the playoff picture at american thanksgiving like i think it's like 88 percent of the time you make the playoffs when it comes to april i wouldn't want to be an edmonton oilers fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> well we'll save that for another day that's for but sunday that's that's for sunday we'll talk about that there's there's a lot of stuff we need to talk about that's happened this week uh, we'll talk about the whole the whole. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw it on X, but the the Tim Peel, oh, Frank Valley thing. Oh, that was so funny. We'll talk about that on Sunday. But um, anything else, guys? Before we wrap it up, nope. James is tired. Turkey time. Turkey, Turkey time. Football time, as well. Football time. And forty-two time as well in our family. Very big tradition. Okay. Uh, along with Chris and along with James, my name is Ryan. Thank you guys for listening. There's up to 12 of y'all that were at, up at the highest at one point. 1,200. 1,200. <laughs> 1,200. That's a lot yes. of people. No, just, just 12. But y'all are crazy. Go to sleep. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening. There's there's more of y'all that are listening afterwards. Of course, we appreciate y'all as well. Go and check out sarcasticremarks.com the next time you go and use all of that stuff. We've got all of our episodes there. It's a fancy little website that I spent a lot of time uh getting going and thank you again to raycon and also to DraftKings sportsbook for being our sponsors we will catch you guys on the flip side and we hope you guys have a good fantastic morning afternoon evening whenever you guys are listening i hope you from all of us we hope you guys have a very happy thanksgiving and go cowboys